All right, man, let's get right into it. Good morning to the NBA community. Welcome back to the Best of 7 NBA Podcast. Seven Mitchell and Preach is in the building today, Tuesday, November the 9th, 2021. We in the building. Preach, I'm not even going to lie to you, bro, because you called this thing when the season first started. You said, watch out for Golden State. Now, you was talking about when Clay come back, how dangerous and the impact they would have on the Western Conference. Did you see Steph go off last night against Atlanta? I did, man. And it's, it's beautiful basketball going on in, in the Golden State, man. And boys, they might win it all, man. I'm not even going to. I'm not going to front on them. Man, I, you know, I don't really want to go that far being a Lakers fan, but, you know, we're going to talk about L.A. in a minute. But, man, Steph went crazy. 50-piece last night against the Hawks, man. You think? I think he hit, like, nine threes. He was, like, 13 for 13 from the free throw line. They now yeah. sitting at 9-1 and one on the season. And assists, so. He, and he had, I mean, like, he 10 was, assists. Yeah, so he was responsible for over 70 points, man. That's crazy. They nine and one in only year. Can you? Can, wow, the Golden State Warriors with all. And, and of look the, at the. Oh, go ahead, bro. I don't no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just blown away, bro. Because look at all the adjustments and changes that the offseason had with all the players being going to different teams, and Golden State's not even at full force. They don't even have young Wiseman on the court. Of course, we talked about Clay. These, but guys, a lot of these teams, a lot. A lot of these teams are, that are doing great aren't really at full force yet. Like, if you look at uh, Chicago, like, they're, they're doing pretty good, but they don't even have Cody uh, Kobe White in. I, I believe he's going to be their sixth man. He's going to come out strong. Then you look at Cleveland, too. Man, I told you about Cleveland. They don't even have love or marketing playing right now. But them boys are long. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, the boys are long, man. So, it's a lot of teams, but – yeah, Warriors, they might go to the finals, man. <laughs> I got to talk to the bosses because your predictions preach so far. The way you have projected this NBA season, 75th anniversary season, has been on point. I'm not even going to lie. Chicago, we just talked about them a split second ago. They beat Brooklyn. Yeah. They just knocked off KD. Cleveland, they look good. But your projections, man, for the season, again, has been on point, man, talking about the Cavs, talking about uh, Steph Curry. But I don't think that anybody projected Golden State to start the season off 9-1. and one. Curry and Clay, you got to be scared of that shooting. And then they just have Bill Alicia, that, that, that kid from uh, Sacramento, that was – I knew I knew that was going to be dangerous, man. I knew that was going to be – that guy can shoot, man. He's just as good as Steph not just as good, but he's as as far as a big man goes, he's probably up there in the, in the top ten for three point shooters. Bro, Steph is going for the MVP. I'm sorry, Steph is on his way to get a third MVP. I can't give it to Steph only because what I see in happening in Dallas, man. Luca is playing like Steph has a great team. Come Luka on, Luca does preach. not have what Steph. Come on, preach. Luca doesn't have what Steph has around him, and Steph. Steph does that probably once, once a week. He's going for fifty. That team, that team's been carrying him a lot because he he had a lot of bad shooting nights. If you can go back and recall, I man, he had some bad shooting nights. Wait, but Luca, like for for Dallas, man, he has to be on it every game for them to win. I, I understand that, but they're not winning like Golden State is winning. So Steph not putting up fifty a night. 
and has his team sitting at nine and one seems to be more valuable to me than Luca scoring 40, 50 points a game in, in, in a game and they're losing. Right, but hear me out now. Dallas is seven and three. That's not bad. And I'm telling you, if Luca does not play well in any of those games, they lose. Steph can play bad and still win because that Golden State team, people, you got to realize how deep they are. You're talking about the strength and numbers team. This team is better than a strength and numbers team. You talked about I'm that. I'm calling that's, it. That's been their slogan, the numbers, but they are not at full force right now. And let's be real. Exactly. Who they have exactly. are not stars right now. So if exactly, you take Steph but, out the equation, you think they you think they anywhere close to nine and one if Steph is not playing? If Steph is not playing, they're probably they're probably six, six and four. They probably still man, that team is deep, man. That team is that deep. Yeah, Steph, Steph is scary. Don't get me wrong, but I, I that team is deep. Man. Cause Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is balling. Kaminga is back. Andrew Wiggins is still Andrew Wiggins. He's going to do Andrew Wiggins things. And Draymond is going to do Draymond things, man. Damian Lee, Bill Alicia. Like, come on, man. It, these guys, that, that team is deep, man. Wiseman and Clay get back. Oh, man. They finna run up the, the check on everybody because you got to outshoot this Golden State team. Don't nobody out there have more shooters than Golden State. I can't wait till Christmas, man. I cannot wait to Christmas. I can't wait to run the All-Star break when everybody should be rocking and rolling, man. I cannot wait to see what this season looks like. You know, LeBron is out for a month or two. AD is still getting hurt. So I don't know how this thing is going to play out. But if people can heal up, this is going to be such an exciting season of basketball to watch later this year. Oh, yeah. I agree, man. This is the best of seven NBA podcast, man. Let's go to Philadelphia. We got some news on Ben Simmons. Now, Ben Simmons preach. I don't know if you know about this, but he had kind of returned to the team one foot in, one foot out. Um, he told the team that he was not mentally prepared to go back and play ball with them at, at that point. And he was seeing physicians, but they were out of network physicians. These were physicians, I believe, referenced by the NBA PA and not the Philadelphia 76ers. So Philly had a problem with Ben Simmons seeing doctors that wasn't under their umbrella. But after the initial resistance, Ben Simmons just recently started to see team doctors about, you know, his mental situation and not really speaking on the progress, but he did decide to see team doctors. Is that a good thing for the Philly-Ben Simmons relationship? Do you think he's being forced to do this? What's your thoughts on this carousel that we got in Philly with Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons is going to find out that uh, that amount of money is a lot of money that he's losing. And to me, I'm not I'm not playing with my money, you know. And I think if Ben is thinking like that, then he's, he's trying to do what's right because I'm not about to play about my money. At the same time, yeah, I can boast and I can try to stand on my word, but, hey, I got to get paid, you know. He missed. So the, that's my thing. I think. Sorry. I think. What was it? Three hundred and sixty thousand dollars he missed for Thursday's game that he missed. For every game, man. That's 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 they gonna start doing that every game, man. That's a, that's that's some money. Now there was a story in a report that dropped two days ago that Boston, the Celtics, and the 76ers was in conversations about Ben Simmons going to the Celtics. 
but the trade would have to include Jalen Brown. Now, Jalen Brown just got hurt. He's going to be down for maybe a week or two. So I don't know if that affects the trade value. And then Marcus Smart called out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown the other day. I told you I felt like Marcus Smart maybe should be the one that should be in a package deal and get him out of Boston. What do you think about possibly, just possibly, Ben Simmons going to the Celtics and playing with Jason Tatum and maybe Jalen Brown if they're able to keep him now that he's hurt? Philly want Jalen Brown or Tatum, and they're not going to budge on that. For Ben Simmons, they want one of them. But uh, I think the last trade where we heard, they wanted they wanted Smart, they wanted Jalen Brown, they wanted uh, Williams, and I think they wanted a draft pick. And I think they said Boston just hung up the phone on them, man. So, yeah, they want Jalen Brown, man. I can see Daryl Morey in Philly. Mm-hmm. leaving Jalen Brown in Boston, taking Marcus Smart, taking some other surrounding pieces, if and only if there's a possibility that Daryl Morey can get James Harden out of Brooklyn. If he can get James Harden out of Brooklyn or if he feel that he has some leeway to get James Harden out of that next uniform, then I don't think they want to care too much about ha- making sure that Jalen Brown is packaged in this deal, it's going to be a. See, long you got to think about, you got to think about how. Who who you talking about? You talking about Daryl Moore? <laughs> he pulls off deals, man. He's going to try to get Jalen Brown and Harden. He's not just going to bring Harden here with Justin B. They want a guarantee. I, Harden's going to go there if that's a guarantee. I don't think that. I don't know how that. I, he would be an executive of the year, hands down, in one move. Man, if I'm he's, telling if you, some watch way, somehow he's able to get James Harden from Brooklyn and Jalen Brown from Boston in a Philadelphia uniform in Come the same Come on, man. Season. Look at look at look at all the guys he, he's got next to Hardy. He's got some of the greatest players playing that that played next to Hardy. At one point he had Melo and Westbrook next to Hardy, man. Do you think Ben Simmons is so, better off staying in Philly? I don't really know what they – even though they don't have a choice. But, you know – but Not Westbrook, but Chris Paul, man. Do you think – what do you think about Ben Simmons? His, his, do you think he should stay in Philly? No, nah, man, I want to see that. Uh, I want to see him go because I don't think he want to play for that fan base or some of those, some of those teammates, man. I want to see him go in. I think he added some stuff to his game that I'm excited to see. So I want to see him go. Like him and him and Tatum, show me that. <laughs> I want to see that happen. Now Philly took the loss to the Knicks last night, but before this loss, Philadelphia was playing pretty well under Joel Embiid this last week. They was playing some great basketball without Ben Simmons. So it seemed to me that they have, you know, closed the door on that situation and they've moved on, but it's all about the business and the numbers at this point. But where does that lead Ben Simmons? He got to be out, man. Either way, either if, even if he comes back, they're going to show – Philly's just going to show you how valuable he is again so that people can want him. And I still think they still move him maybe right before the All-Star break. If he get back, you know, that's probably what Ben wants. 
to show other teams as he that he's still valuable. So he might agree to go back right. just to do that. But hey, I'm coming back. I'm about to play. I'm about to do great, but still trade me as my value grows. Give me where I want to go. In other NBA news, for the first time since 2016, the NBA visited the White House. The Milwaukee Bucks became the first NBA team to visit the White House in almost five years Monday when they were honored for winning the 2021 NBA championship. Giannis and the gang uh, met up with Joe Biden. I didn't realize that it's been that long since LeBron and them won the championship that uh, no NBA team went to the White House. I know Trump was in office, so no team <laughs> had went to the White House under Trump's administration. It's crazy. That's crazy. I ain't mad, but it's just this foul. It's just wild how time has passed so much. It's five years um, that went. Now you I haven't it. even. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't even thought about that. I mean, I you watch you watch teams go to the White House, but dang, it's you know it's been so long. You ain't even been thinking about it no more. So I completely missed that. One. Right. Yep. So Milwaukee, man, they was back in the White House. The tradition is back. <clears throat> it was placed on hold, like I said, since the Cleveland Cavaliers was on it like five years ago in 2016 when uh, LeBron and them met up with uh, yeah. President Obama, who was an avid. Yeah, that was special, player. too. Definitely special. That was special for him. Yeah, yeah. Special for him to get that opportunity. Yeah, man, it's just been a, 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 a real crazy season so far in the NBA, man. Russell Westbrook, the struggles. Do you know that the other night when he shot one for 13 and they lost, scoring eight points, do you know his game check was like uh, $369,000? No, I'm sorry. Yes. No, was it was it three sixty nine? No. I think Russell Westbrook got paid almost a half a million dollars or over a half a million dollars for that performance the other night in the loss. Crazy. Now, the Lakers was able to pull off the win last night versus the uh, Charlotte Hornets, 126 to 123 without LeBron. That was but a good I, game. It was a good game, but I think the experiment for Russell Westbrook is done. You got to get rid of Russell. You got to get rid of Frank Vogel. I don't care if the the experiment that you go on with doesn't work. I'm willing to take that chance. But what we have in front of us right now, we know is not going to work. So we have to shake this thing up. It has already failed. LeBron is going to be out for another month. We can't depend on LeBron to save these guys. I'm listening to the press conferences. I'm seeing Russell. I'm seeing Carmelo give excuses about players being hurt. They don't have their full team. It seemed like they kind of taking little shots at LeBron. I don't know if LeBron is really, really hurt or if this is a low management thing. I'm not really sure. But one thing I do know, the Russell Westbrook experiment in L.A. is a done deal, if you ask me, bro. And Frank Vogel, because of his coaching decisions, got to go right behind him. Man, so here's I, – I, I think outside the box on this. I try to jump inside the players' minds, bro. Like you said, LeBron may not be hurt. He may be trying to get something done until Westbrook is gone. I'm not saying he's going to do him that bad. 
quick. That may just be the case, man. LeBron is a savant. LeBron does this. LeBron will purposely sit out if they orchestrate the move behind the scenes. Like, this is what James does. I mean, I, I watch his reactions from the bench, too. So I already see that he's a little, you know, on the fence on this. So the, the talk is out there. They they have it's, – it's not a shot at Westbrook. It's just not a fit, man. That's just – I know his game is still valuable. It's just for him, LeBron, and what they have in the paint, where they got AD, and him not being able to shoot, his man being able to double down, that's just not good for the um, the Lakers, man. But it's like, where do you send them, right? Look, I got to call it like I see it. I know everybody talk about Russell Westbrook is the hardest playing in basketball. I'm not trying to hear that. People are confusing playing fast and playing hard is the same thing, and it's not. This guy, he's a professional, so I don't want to take any shots like his basketball IQ is terrible. But when it comes to other point guards, other people, prominent stars at that position, Russell Westbrook's basketball IQ, his decision-making is horrible. His turnovers, are, the amount, are horrible. The way he shoots, the lack of shooting consistency is horrible. He is starting to be in front of our eyes one of the most overrated players in NBA history without any hardware well other than individual accolades. Whoa, the Westbrook slander, man. This what? is all facts. Where can you put Russell Westbrook right now? You got 32 teams, I believe, in the NBA. Where could you put him Is this a debate? At, is this a debate? Where brother? could you put a man you could be successful? Where? Oh. With, with the way he's not, I'm not talking about Preach looking at what he can do. Looking at what he you. did in OKC, what his skill set is. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what we are actually getting right now in the 75th season. Where can you put Russell Westbrook and their team can be successful? Even if he, he's the leader, where? Toronto. I think Sacramento gets better. With I Russell Westbrook, with Siakam Russell Westbrook. and Van Fleet, you think they would work? I think I think they get better. I think I went sending to Boston. Brooklyn, him going to Brooklyn. No way. Maybe KD taking a that. bench role will probably get them better. You know KD's not having that preach. KD is not having him in the same uniform as him. That's not But let me happen. let me let me tell you why I said Toronto and Sacramento real quick. <clears throat> Those teams I really do believe in because Westbrook plays at a fast pace. That's it. that's all he knows. Westbrook goes hard, man. Like every possession, he goes hard. So Out those Lakers players, they they not okay. But right, they're not moving with him. Give him some fresh young legs. Sacramento, him and Darren Fox on a break. Come on, Darren Fox gonna run with him. Now they gotta give up Buddy Hill though. But the rest of those guys, they'll be okay. They'll be they'll be okay, man. Try to pull in Marvin Bagley if you can, maybe too with Buddy Hill for Westbrook. I would do that. How much of the blame? with this whole thing, are we going to put on LeBron and AD? Because if they do spin the block and wind up trading Russell Westbrook for Buddy Hill, that was a decision or a move that was damn near made right before Russell came in the first place. And AD and, right. and LeBron was the one that vouched for Russell. How much I of think, blame I do think, we put on those guys? I think LeBron took a gamble because, I mean, the the debates of, not saying he's trying to shy away from KD and in the, in the debates of who's the golden now or who's the best of this generation, but that would have solidified it had he won with Westbrook because Absolutely. nobody else came. 
Absolutely. That would have solidified. And Melo. So, Don't I mean, forget, you got Melo on there. Yeah, that would have solidified it. But it, if it, you, that's just a hard piece to win with because in those situations, it's like Westbrook. I don't know if it's the crowd. I don't. I don't know what it is. But that's that's just what he got to do. He has to take those shots because he, they're wide open. You're a PG. You're you're Westbrook. You're supposed to make this. He has to take those drives when he got it because LeBron, like, hey, do you be you? You don't want to get in, in Westbrook's head, so he has to play how he knows how to play. Put him in a faster pace, man. I want to see him with in Sacramento or Toronto where those boys are fresh and they moving. Who's your NBA MVP so far? I, I know we're not even a Luka. month in. You're going with Luka. Luka. If the MVP this race ended today, you have Luka being more valuable to Dallas than Steph to be in at the success of Golden State at 9-1. I got Luka, man. I mean, that West, it's a wild, wild West. And him being 7-3, uh, he's doing it. You can't put anybody else on Dallas and they would have a winning record. If you put Luka on that Golden State team, they'd probably go undefeated. But replace anybody, any of those stars, even Embiid, and put them on Dallas. They're not doing what Luka is doing. LeBron will. And at that age? Are you kidding me? Wait a minute, Preach. Are you saying Luka better than LeBron? No, no, I'm not saying that. But oh, God. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me real quick. LeBron has a very... Very high, uh, high IQ. So he knows at this stage he needs a little bit more help. He knows that. Luca on the other end, I'm not insulting LeBron, but Luca on the other end, he's young. He can he can do a lot more. He can play a lot more minutes. He can go at a you know this type of his his own pace. LeBron has to sometimes control his now. I'm not gonna let. But you on do this that. Dallas team, I'm not gonna let you do that. On this, on Wait, this Dallas team, you're acting like on this that you're acting like he won't need help. In Dallas, you act like Luca could carry the torch by himself. We've seen that he's not that guy. So you think if Luca was on this Lakers team, it wouldn't be a better fit? Absolutely than not. Is right now? Absolutely not. There's nothing that Luca okay. could. There's okay. no program, no situation that Luca could be in that LeBron couldn't couldn't manifest. So I'm definitely not going to go there. If you put, LeBron, I mean, at this, if you, you put LeBron in Dallas, if you put LeBron in Dallas. They're not going to be – they're going to be just as successful. There's no difference. Luka's not taking Dallas to the promised land, and I don't think LeBron would take Dallas as constructed to the promised land. I don't really see no difference. I, I know what you're saying, but I'm talking. I'm just thinking about this regular season and how this Dallas team is rolling right now. Right. Now, with a young – with a 2000 – I always go back to 2012 LeBron. You, you, you're damn right. But at this age, you see he's already, like, with the ankle problems and stuff. Like, at this age, no. I cannot give you. I cannot give you. You're giving me vibes that LeBron is not the best player in the league, and I don't like that. That's what you're doing right now. I know, man. I know. I know. And I I hate to say it, too. I hate to say it, too, man. But we have to to understand that LeBron's time has kind of came and gone, man. We got to accept. I'm a LeBron fan, too, but you got to accept it, man. You have to. You just can't put this man on any team anymore. The team has to fit right for LeBron. Now, I'm not saying he's still he's not the best. He just have to have the right pieces around him to win. That's why he has to move Westbrook, and he knows that. He know it's not a slander to LeBron. It's just at this age, 
he can't back put put Westbrook on a Cleveland team where LeBron was running with him or running with him in uh in Miami, then that probably could work. Right. But LeBron is playing at a different pace now, and Westbrook has to play at that pace so that those turnovers can can drop because that's the problem. They they Lakers turn the ball over too much, and then Westbrook is trying to play at his pace. LeBron and him is trying to play at a different pace. That's what I see. This is the best of seven NBA podcast, Seven Mitchell and Preach in the building. We about to sign off, man. Another great addition. Salute again to the NBA community out there, man. We done had a great season so far. Before we get up out of here, I know we was just talking about MVPs. Denver Nuggets star, your boy, Nikola Jokic, he could be facing a suspension from the NBA after the league MVP from last year was ejected last night with two minutes and 39 seconds left in the fourth quarter against Miami for aggressively blindsiding Markeith Morse from behind in retaliation to a hard foul. We could see Joker getting suspended for this uh, this particular uh, situation. What you think about this bad boy mentality that Joker seems to be bringing on um, in his presence? Do you think it's needed? Do you think it's real? Do you think Denver needs him to be more aggressive and more volatile? Do you think Denver, the Nuggets, need Joker to choose violence if they're going to get over the hump this year? I don't. I don't think so, man. I think. I don't think so. What you What you think about it? My thing about it is, I was never sold on Joker being the MVP in the first damn place. If he decides to be more aggressive, more hard body, I mean, I think that works in the Western Conference. I mean, we don't have that many bigs. So if he is to play that role, you know, be a more aggressive talk is talk, you know, be a little bit more volatile. If he chooses violence, I'm good with that. He's a pretty decent shooter. But I might respect him more even now. I don't want to see him purposely, intentionally hurting anyone. But I mean, so I don't mean to butt in, man, but let me let me. Let me tell you this: the, the shot he t- that Morris took on him. Not saying you know Morris. I'm not. I didn't see what happened before to make Morris do that. But for Morris to do that to Jokic, I mean, did, would you not have responded as well? Now, in that manner, yeah, Jokic, you was wrong. Yeah, in that manner, you could have handled it differently. Let it be known, like, hey, I'm not having it. But he didn't have to do that. You know, that was. That was a uh, that would be considered a, a little cheap shot. You know those fast break fouls, man. They just so dangerous. Like it, it could have got real bad. That's that's my that's why I looked at it last night when I looked at the foul. It, it just the potential of what could have happened. And then I look at how people always look at you and judge you. No one looks at no one is. I don't think ever looked at Joker as being a bad boy. Seemed to be a finesse type of big man. But if they're going to get over the hump, maybe that dog got to come out. Like I said, I don't want to see nobody get hurt. But maybe that dog need to come out because Jamal Murray seemed to have that dog. I know you real big on, um, what's his name, Michael Porter Jr.? Yeah. I know you real big on him. So maybe they need that aggressive pit bull mentality from the Joker. I mean, it couldn't help. It couldn't hurt. I mean, Jokic's image is that he's soft in the paint on right. on defense. So, right. And he wants people to see that, you know, I'm not soft. I can play offense, but, you know, I can get gritty on D, too, if but I had to. It can't be to the expense of you getting suspended yeah. and missing games. Yeah, that's – yeah. <laughs> you know they, I mean? But 
But I mean, it's bowl bowl time, right? Come on now, it's time to get that boy some minutes. I've been I've been saying that. Is he the real deal? I'm not saying if in, in regards never, to maybe a superstar, but I've never really focused on his play. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm already make a comparison, and people don't realize this because I'm not even gonna you know get to that. But in Gonzaga, watch Chet Holmgren, right? Right. Watch that kid. That's how Bo Bo has the same game as him. Wow. Watch that, man. And they both built the same. They both the same height. They both shoot. Make plays, do all that, but people don't. I don't. I mean, it's, sometimes it's Bobo's decision making, but hey, you gotta let him learn. And he has that skill, man. As a big man, that kid can play. They gotta let him loose, man. Let let, let them show with Bobo and MPJ. Then these young guys, they want next. They want next. Get them the damn ball. They ready to go, man. You know that. Who do you think the NBA misses the most so far this year, Preach, before we sign off? Who do you think the NBA misses the most? Klay Thompson, Ben Simmons, Kawhi, Zion, or Kyrie? It's too easy, man. We missing all of them, man. We need – come on, we want to see basketball. We want to see Kyrie. We want to see Klay. We want to see Ben. I can't – I want to see Oladipo. We want to see – I want to see all those guys back, man. I just wish it was a way we could make it work, and. I'll speak online with you or we can have this discussion another day about how I think it will work and my ideas. Well, you heard it first, man. You guys are now rocking with the best. This is the best of seven, seven Mitchell and preach. We are signing off. Salute again to the NBA community. Y'all guys have a great day here. Tuesday, November the 9th. We'll be back at you guys in a couple days with more news from the NBA. Make sure Y'all check out the full podcast, subscribe, and follow us everywhere on social media. Preach, let everybody know where they can keep up with you, bro, before we get up out of here. Yeah, right now I'm still working on my Twitter. <laughs> so give me a minute, man. I, I'll have it up in a couple of shows. I don't know if that's professional or not. No, we got it. We got it. We're going to get preach ass rocking and rolling. If I got to create the damn Twitter account for him, we're going to get this shit going. So we're going to make sure the fans is going to be able to reach out and, and tap in and get some knowledge from the homie preach, man. Appreciate you as always. Another dope show here at the best of seven. But we about to get up out of here. Y'all stay safe and we'll catch y'all in a couple of days. Cleveland Cavaliers select LeBron James. Denver Nuggets select Carmelo Anthony. Anthony for three. Man. I want my damn respect too. We're, we're both going into our 19th season. I mean, that's that's very. There's not too many people that can say that. All right, man. Peace to my NBA family. It's your host, Seven Mitchell, with the Best of Seven Sports Talk. I just wanted to take this time out to say thank you to each and every one of you guys for so much support for the podcast. I hope you guys are really enjoying some of the outside-the-box angles we take, bringing you these NBA storylines. Please don't forget to like and share. Most importantly, rate the podcast. You can follow us on social media. All the links will be in the description. And if you would like to contribute to the Best of Seven Sports Talk platform, we have merchandise available, as well as links for the merch and donations will be all in the description. Once again, thank each and every one of you guys in the NBA community for supporting the show. This is Seven Mitchell with the Best of Seven Sports Talk. Let's talk some NBA action.